Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show is back, COVID-19 style. And I don't mean Joe Sackick. And we're set up here in our virtual bunker. We'll be talking about Marty McSorley's role in flattening the curve. And we've got a brand new vintage hockey hair player with Stefan Richet. And a local legend with Zach Whitecloud. Sounds pretty awesome. I say we just get right into her. to Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It's uh, Season 2, Episode 20. This is the uh, COVID-19 social distancing episode. Uh, co-host Tom here with you. I've got with me, as always, co-host Randy, except he's not here with me. Uh, Randy, how you doing? I'm doing good. We're, we're, I guess you could say we're in the virtual bunker. That's right, yeah. yeah. We've, we've prepped the apocalypse bunker for times just like this, and now... Uh, it's not even getting any use, so <laughs> that seems uh, counterproductive. But uh, I don't know. This Anyways. this virtual bunker is pretty cool. You know, we got like all this virtual hockey memorabilia up on the walls. Like, yeah. uh, there's like a signed Stanley Cup from Bobby Orr up on the wall here. It's pretty oh. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of uh, Bobby to donate that to the show. Oh, yeah, and, you know, uh, Patrick Liney's uh, stick, you know, when he scored five goals in that game against yeah. the Blues. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. up here on the wall. It's wrapped in $100 nice. bills. Uh, pretty nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually do have some real hockey memorabilia uh, up on my wall. I got a Winnipeg Falcons uh, pennant and a Winnipeg Victoria's pennant as well, which I got, you know, from – I think they were handing them out at some game I went to, or a couple games I went to over the course of a season, a season or two ago. It seems like a lifetime yeah. ago. It does, man. Honestly, like hockey seems so so long ago now that everything's been canceled. I guess um, before we kind of get into that, why don't we uh, why don't we crack our our respective uh, virtual beers that are real? Yeah, our craft beers. I've I've got I've got here with me a Trans Canada Brewing Company, Portager Pilsner. It's the beauty. Um, I'm I'm repping the locals here again. I've got wavelength from uh, Sucrums. Okay, right on. That's the green can. It is, yeah. The, the lime green, like bright neon green, almost like eighty yeah. style. Yeah. I had one of those, um, and it was quite good. Um, but I kind of. Went and stocked up on, uh, I don't know what day that was, a few days back or whatever. I stocked up. Provisions are running low, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my second last beer. Yeah, yeah. Going to have to make another trip out into the world and see what I 
find. I guess there's a lot of places doing delivery now. They are, and uh, actually, yeah. shout out to Sucrums. They are starting deliveries tomorrow. Um, okay, which right is, on. Which is Tuesday the uh, 24th. But I, I've seen right. that, that Torque and Barnhammer and uh, Nonsuch, I think, for sure, are doing yeah. deliveries and just the selling 19, their cans. 19. Are they doing or Google Brown Jug? I mean, sorry. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So yeah, there's no cool. uh, opportunity, no shortage for for beers just yet, but okay, uh, stock yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's crack these and then we'll uh, yeah, we'll give them a taste. So I've got a bottle, so it doesn't. I already cracked one, right. so uh, I'm good. Oh, to go. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll clank my bottle a little little extra here. There you go. There we go. Not that clumsy, but yeah, there we go. And so, yeah, Oops, for the for the listeners out there, obviously Tommy is rocking the FaceTime audio uh, connect, yeah. connection here to, to the studio, to the virtual studio. This is the first yeah. time ever that we've actually figured out a way to hook up a phone directly to Pro Tools. <laughs> yeah, for, for well, all the- and it wasn't... I was just going to say, it wasn't without uh, technological difficulties. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all the other times that we've done Caress Cold Call or Matt Stats, we've always just held our phone up to the mic. So we are graduating (laughs) into the 21st century here on Talking Hockey. Yeah. Nice direct in. I like it. And you know what's actually kind of good about this method is we've got I've got the phone here in front of me, and it's got the timer on it. So I know how long we're – segments are usually i'm just kind of guessing there. there you go sweet and and yeah. also we are uh we are practicing you know proper health um you know right. by social distancing and and you know not going out for unnecessary whatever you want to call it however yeah, you right. want to put it we're we're sticking to the game plan we're we're helping hashtag flatten the curve and, uh, yeah, you got to flatten that curve. And where where was that for Marty Marty McSorley back in those uh, Stanley Cup finals? <laughs> <laughs> Kerry Fraser, whoever the ref yeah. was on that one, he, he was um, he was flattening the curve well before we were. Yeah, you know you know what's interesting? Funny that you bring up Marty McSorley. Um, I read a story today on the internet. Um, today, March twenty third, is the anniversary of Wayne Gretzky's uh, record-breaking 801st goal. No way. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and or sorry, 802nd goal. He, the, the record was 801. Yeah. Wayne scored 802 on, on this day. And it was uh, Marty McSorley who assisted on the goal. Him wow. and Luke Robitaille at the Apples. Oh, lucky Luke. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a quote from McSorley in the story that, um, here, I'll read you the quote. I've got it right in front of me. McSorley says, people always say to me, you were responsible for the record. No, I feel zero responsibility because Wayne is going to break the record. Uh, Somebody is going to assist on it, and it was a real pleasure that it was me that got that honor. So, anyway, old Marty McSorley, there you go. Humble uh, Marty probably Humble. cost Wayne a cup though, and with that uh, with that illegal curve, yeah. he's he's uh, he's probably still thinking about that one now that everyone's saying <laughs> flatten the curve every day. Yeah. He, so he, actually, Wayne let's make... 
sorry, let, let's start there, actually, with, with the Gretzky, uh, uh, you know, record-breaking goal. Let's kind of tap yeah. back to, you know, the talk that we were having with about Ovechkin, you know, a few weeks ago right. about, like, the how, you know, the topic of around the league or around everywhere just seemed to be, like, Ovechkin was, like, on the verge of becoming the world's greatest goal scorer. And it just yeah. seems to be, like storylines and and things like that have completely just obviously dissolved or disappeared and you know like how one like you know no one's talking about that anymore and obviously and two like how much harder does that make it for him for when hockey resumes what are your what are your thoughts well you know like it's kind of crazy with Ovechkin because he is obviously in sort of this like post Mario Lemieux Wayne Gretzky generation I think he's probably like the greatest goal scorer that's been since those guys you know what I mean and he's had I think two lockouts or a strike and a lockout that's right yeah and then because the 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 strike was what should have been his rookie year and then he came in as a rookie the same year as Crosby even though he's a full Year, year or two older than yeah him. and then there was the half season lockout which he lost uh you know have a half season for and um and now now this now of course he already played he played 60 he played 68 games this year which is aside from that lockout season of 2012 that's the fewest he would probably would have played that year 48 that year so this is the fewest he's played in any season aside from the lockout year um you know but yet he ended up with 48 goals this year assuming you know that the season's done or whatever so he's kind of had probably like i don't know you could you could argue he's had at least 50 goals taken from him theoretically oh yeah yeah you know from from those lost times yeah. So he's at 706 career and he's got to get to 894 to tie Wayne. And I just, even when, even before all the COVID 19 business, I didn't think that it would happen. But, you know, now I'm especially wary with him be with Ovechkin being, uh, what is he, 35, 34. So, you know, he's, He's kind of got a couple good years of hockey left, and and then who knows? Yeah, there I haven't have been too many. There haven't been too many forty-year-olds who score fifty goals a season, kind of deal. Yeah, so, like if you think about a Ginla, he kind of uh, tapered off pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, I think Iggy's another guy who had a couple seasons robbed of him. He could have had a whole lot more too. Yeah. Like, you know, Iggy Iggy was, I think, one of the best goal scorers as well like I, I don't know that him and Ovechkin are you know on similar goal scoring plane like Iggy ended up with 625 goals in his career you know um a little less than half a goal a game because he played 1500 games so but still like heck of a goal scorer that Jerome McGinnell was but um you know like he also had you know a full season wiped out half a season wiped out that kind of thing so yeah. possibly even two i think so 
anyway. well, so yeah like maybe sticking to that theme and you know this might be a, a tough one because there'd probably be a lot of people that would or a lot of players that would fit into this category but if you just think about like the seasons that certain players were having even if you think about the jets like kyle connor was having a great season yeah. he probably was going to get 40 yeah. or 45 you know the season that connor hellebuck was putting together um you know yeah. like you got pasternak and uh you know the guy you know you got marchand and bergeron like what they were going and tampa bay just like was on a just a heater like for the last part yeah. of you know like if you just think about or, and even dry like you know yeah, the season he was putting together could have could have could have put up a bunch more points you know and and possibly so i think last year kucherov had 120 six points or something like that which was the highest since you know the early 90s or mid 90s so you know leon probably could have eclipsed kucherov's number even but yeah it's hard to say so well, it's kind of one of those things i think we'll just you know we'll never know yeah it's like but, all these all these unresolved storylines basically now that we uh yeah are, are left with do you think do you think they'll have the awards like they won't like host an event that's like the awards but do you think they'll have they'll they'll you know give people awards like here's your vesna mr hellebuck and stuff like that i I, it's hard to say like i think if if say they just end the regular season and then they do some sort of playoffs i would say that there's some awards but I, if yeah. if the whole 2019-2020 season is just canceled and they're going to come back next fall, I would say everything is foregone. Like, it's no awards, no Stanley Cup, no nothing. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, I could, see, like, I could see, like, there being no Stanley Cup being awarded this year and, you know, no playoffs, whatever. But with most teams having played 70 games, I don't see why they couldn't be like, well, here's the here's the award that, you know, like, like, uh, like Drysaddle would win the Art Ross, obviously, as the leading scorer. Yeah. But you know, you could look at, uh, well, I guess there'd be a co-rocket Richard with uh, Pasternak and Ovechkin, and then, and then I guess, you know, looking at a a Lady Bing, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the Lady Bing guy. But well, if like, you think about the Calder, you have uh, what Kale McCarr Calder, yeah, the, or uh, or Quinn, what's, Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, yeah. There was uh, that other rookie that was making waves this year. I forget, but um, yeah, there's, there's been some good rookies for sure. Like Norris Trophy, Norris Trophy probably like uh, Roman Yossi's got to be up there for that. Like John Carlson, uh, maybe. Carlson, yeah, right, yeah, Carlson, and you know, um, I think it'd be interesting. Like, I guess I'd give, no, the no. to, I'd give the Selkie to Bergeron just because he's he's almost a point a game, and he's basically the shutdown center. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, I know uh, like one thing that they were talking about on twelve ninety, you know, when the season was still active, was where does like if the Winnipeg Jets make the playoffs does connor hellebuck 
you know, come into the picture for the Hart Trophy. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say so. I mean, because it's funny that the Hart Trophy has to be one that it's like, like people, people, um, they like uh, interpret it in different ways because I think it's called the player most valuable to his team. Yeah. And, and it never said, it doesn't say like the most valuable player in the league or the best player in the league or anything like that. It's just like the player most valuable to his team. And so a lot of people interpret that, that the team has to make the playoffs. Like when Connor or when Connor McDavid had like the season he had, whatever it was last year or something, yeah, and they you didn't know, make the playoffs. He didn't, he, he didn't. He didn't. They didn't make the playoffs. He didn't get the Hart Trophy kind of thing. So, you know, it's um, it's like, I guess you have to make the playoffs. So if the Jets make the playoffs, then you could probably talk about Connor Hellebuck being nominated for the Hart Trophy. If they don't make the playoffs, then I forget about it. <laughs> what, would, <laughs> what would you say? It like, doesn't change the season he's had. It doesn't yeah. change his importance to the Jets. The Jets would be, you know, nowhere without him. But if if you had yeah. a if you had the the choice right now, would you say that, like, not not for Connor Hellebuck, but just for the sake of the award, does it matter if that team makes the playoffs or not? Like, what what if it's like you know a guy like Jack Eichel who. Is I think he's got like thirty or forty more points than everybody else on his team. Like obvi- yeah. obviously he's the most valuable player to the Buffalo Sabers, but they're nowhere near contention. But wouldn't that put him in the mix then? Like for saying like he's obviously if if he wasn't there, like how bad would would Buffalo be? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. I don't think I. I'm of the belief that the team needs to make the playoffs for the Hart Trophy winner to be, you know, the Hart Trophy winner. Yeah. I think, I think, I think I like the idea. Like you could also look at like a guy like Panarin or whatever on the Rangers and the the Rangers are like, they're not a playoff team as of the uh, cutoff, the, the, the COVID cutoff, but you know, they're, like Panarin, like that guy's magic, right? Like, yeah. Well, uh, even what's his name, Zibanejad, or uh, yeah, Mika Zibanejad. He's like those two together have been. Well, he scored five goals there play. that in a, a couple games yeah, before. Right. Yeah, it just seems like yeah. the Rangers were getting hot right at the right time, and it's almost you know. Oh, like, for sure, they were picking up steam. If the season yeah. was to to resume, then it's like. You know, will even like even the Jets like they were they were you know they were on they were playing good hockey. Yeah, they were, and they were on win, a heater. They were winning heater. games. Yeah, but it's like, did Remember they come we back? Like, they need to go on a heater. Well, they were doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we yeah. were talking about like the need to go on a heater too much that we like totally jinxed the season. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, boys, we get the idea. We'll go on a heater, and so they did, and then well, yeah, the then... world decided to decided to have other plans um yeah about Panarin though I'm just looking at some stats here and Panarin is uh, tied for third in league scoring 95 points he's got 63 apples uh 32 goals and I think he's one of those guys I think you think of Panarin as a goal scorer but he is an underrated playmaker oh yeah um, like 
even even like for if you like remember him from Columbus when he was like basically their power play anchor, the way that he was like moving the puck and and uh, I don't know he just that guy that guy like makes things happen to like he makes yeah. all the players around him better and again yeah. and that would you know that would totally fall into like most valuable to the team because you know exactly. every everybody else on the ice with him at that time is always a better hockey player just yeah exactly. thinking back to uh man like if he would have been able to stay in chicago like with kane like just imagine yeah. what they would have done yeah yeah they'd be and Aaron would have like 140 points probably yeah. and kane would have like 70 goals or something <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah, pretty wild so yeah like and you know the other you know we we tend to comment a lot about the speculation <clears throat> that goes around with the hockey insiders or you know whatever you want to call them um how, yeah. how much have you followed with like the potential march madness style playoffs that they might do or like the rankings yeah. where you get to pick your opponent and all that stuff. Have you, have you followed any, like, honestly, for me, I've just tried to tune it out because it doesn't matter yeah. right now. Like it just, it's so far away that I've not even exactly. tried to think yeah. about it, but have you, what, what have you heard and what have, what do you, what do you think? I've pretty much tuned it all out to be honest as well. Like I haven't, I haven't even listened to 1290 since it all kind of came crashing down. Um, I've, I, I've read some hockey stories, you know, but I haven't really been reading as much as I normally do. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that there's lots of ideas floating around out there. One I heard, I can't remember, can't remember who it was, but one of the, one of the Sportsnet reporter guys, it might've been, is either Elliot Friedman or, uh, or his buddy, Chris Johnson there. But one of them was floating around an idea, and I actually didn't think it was too terrible. And this could work going forward, but if you if you expand the playoff pool, now I've kind of always been of the idea that they need to to lessen the amount of teams that make the playoffs. But this guy's idea was to expand the playoff pool, and then you, um, yeah, like the there's a series of play-ins among so like you have your top whatever 10 teams or something like that and then there's a whole bunch of play-ins that happen so they're basically like wild card matches and those could be best two or three they could be whatever one game it doesn't matter like however you want to kind of do it um and then he, i think it, he said there should be 24 teams yeah i heard that yeah which is, yeah which is like you think of you when you first hear that, you're like, that's crazy. But, but then just the way it would kind of work out, I think it'd be really interesting. And, and like, I don't know, I, I was kind of into the idea when I read it or heard it or whatever, but. But um, yeah, the, the first rounds know, like, would be like almost like uh win and you're in kind of thing. Like it would, yeah, it yeah, would be like more team. It, exactly. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That might and be cool. Like, I could me, be into that. I love, I love baseball postseason. Well, that's the thing. Like to me, the baseball MLB postseason is the most exciting playoffs of all of the playoffs. It is, I yeah, think. yeah. But like, l less teams whole, make it. 
yeah, as a whole, anyway. Yeah. But like they, the thing about the MLB is they have such a long season that it really separates who the good teams are from the not good teams. So only the good teams are going to get in. So you've only got the creme de la creme. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. The, the, the there's only six or eight teams that get in or something like that. So with with hockey, it's it's different because the, you also have the three point games, which doesn't allow the separation in the standings as much. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You have that the so-called loser point, which I think if you got rid of that or you adjusted it so that it would be like you can have a, you know, a, a regulation win is two points. Um, if you if you win, sorry, a regulation win is three three points. points yeah. If you win an overtime, an overtime or shootout win is two, two yeah. and then it, it, a tie or whatever is, is one, that would create a little more separation, but I don't think that's ever going to happen, so whatever. But, yeah, the, the, yeah, the know, three like, points for, for a regulation win, if that was ever to be implemented, you know, there would be a huge gap between, you know, yeah. the, the, the best and the worst. And I yeah, honestly, exactly. it's probably the NHL that would not want to do that well, yeah, they, because they wouldn't want to have a team like Detroit come into St. Louis and, you know, no one cares because St. Louis has yeah. 127 points and Detroit has 41. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think, yeah, with, with hockey being what it is, they, they like the parody in the standings a little bit and and as a fan honestly i do too it makes it crazy and interesting um is it a perfect system you know probably not but like as far as all these like fantasy playoff formats that they're throwing around like there's a new article every day about some guy who's got a great idea exactly i don't even i i've been tuned out of it to be honest with you like i i've been the only (laughs) I've watched a couple of the classic rewind games. Uh, uh, this past weekend was Calgary Montreal, 1989 Game Six Stanley Cup Final. Nice. Lanny McDonald's last hurrah. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it was so cool just watching those players and that style of game at that time. I was like, man, that was a different game. You look at it like I don't know if it was the ice because it was the old Montreal form. So probably the ice technology wasn't as what it was, but man, they they were that was a like their passes. <laughs> Nobody could take a clean pass. Like everybody <laughs> was fanning on the puck. It was crazy. Um, you know, it was. I'm just like, was that the wood stick? Was that the springtime in Montreal with the old forum? Who knows, right? Like it was it was a different time. And then the glass behind the bench is like, you know super low like shoulder height or whatever yeah. terry crisp the flames coach at one point he turned around yelling or something or at the fans i don't know if he was giving it to the fans or if there were flame sort of brass behind them that he was like you know pounding knuckles with or whatever but it was pretty hilarious but well even if you yeah, think about like um well for me like i remember going to the winnipeg arena over there like on st james Back yeah. before they had like the netting above the glass. And yeah, if, there's if you, no netting in the old rinks. If you were like 
sitting behind the net there and they're like a clapper's coming from the point and you know someone's going to get their stick on it and deflect it up into the 20th row like you got to keep your eyes on the puck because you might yeah. get, a, get one right in the teeth exactly it's a, a souvenir for the fans it was uh, it was a pretty wild well, like just like the, the 80s and 90s was just a yeah, wild. I haven't honestly. I haven't really paid attention. I've seen the ads for all the different games that they're running and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. Just I don't. You know, what have I I've even just been doing? Caught them, I don't know. <laughs> I've caught them by chance. Like uh, when I turn on the TV, it, you, it used to be that it's like directly to the sports channels, um, but now when I turn the TV on, it's directly to the movie channels or to netflix <laughs> and oh yeah we've been just having you know feature presentations in the house uh most nights so you know we've watched a lot of classic movies and stuff it's been pretty good and so, and how about like your your thoughts on uh like even just leading up to that last well not last well i guess the crest of steel game that was on the schedule there like they yeah. did, they didn't really cancel things until like the day before. That was like what the thirteenth, I think. It was. We were supposed to play the fourteenth. Yeah, but and we didn't really was, hear. My yeah, then yeah, I had old timers on the thirteenth, and it was it must have been that Saturday the fourteenth. I don't know. I can't remember, but like it was. We just got a message saying that the season is what postponed. Yeah, there was an email sent out, which was a big shame, crying shame, because I mean, like, I felt like as a as a team, Crest Steel, we were heating up, Randy. Like, we were playing pretty good the last handful of games. Uh, personally, I thought uh, I was having one of my better seasons of late. I I I set a goal before the season. That I wanted to, I wanted to score ten goals this year, and I I surpassed that, so I was feeling pretty good. And I was about to buy a new stick, and um, <laughs> <laughs> so all that came crashing down in a hurry. But uh, at first, I was pretty sore about it all. But you know, then you kind of like get the big picture, and you're like, all right, well. <laughs> it's not so big a deal, but you know, I do miss, uh, I miss playing and hanging out, mostly just hanging out with the boys and stuff, I guess. And then, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a weird time of no hockey. So Uh, I don't know, like what, uh, how how did it like for you, what was your sort of reaction and, and like all that kind of stuff? Honestly, I, I was surprised it took so long. Like I, I was thinking they were gonna clamp it down a lot quicker, but yeah. I guess you know those obviously those decisions take time. But you know it just like from from the NBA shutting down, you know basically what game was that? The Jets versus Oilers, when they yeah that was Wednesday that was a Wednesday <clears throat> yeah and the NHL shut down on Thursday yeah so like it just seemed to me like if the NHL or if the NBA is shutting down, obviously the NHL is going to, and then obviously like, you know, everything else, everything yeah. else. It just seems, you know, it almost seems backwards in a way. Like the NHL gets canceled before like kids are told to stay home from school. Like 
shouldn't you be yeah. prote- protecting the kids before you protect the millionaires? <laughs> but that was just my yeah. my observation. But um, it just seemed like for me, even like thinking about our hockey, like if this thing's serious, like I can't. It was I was actually pretty surprised that it took, you know, that long for them to be like, okay, we, you know, we're gonna postpone or cancel the season until we know what's going on or whatever because on you know honestly like it's a like if you think about um just any public places right now and all the sanitation that they're doing and like you know yeah. you know or you know cleaning things and disinfecting things like how the heck would you do that at a hockey rink with a bunch of sweaty no, exactly. you know what i mean like, like it just just said it seemed, seemed like it should have been a no-brainer and maybe it was and it just yeah. took time to announce or whatever but for the most part yeah, yeah it's kind of been um uh yeah like just just unexpected but now it's almost like we're what like we're into week two of of, yeah. of the social distancing or whatever and Honestly, you know, I'm I'm kind of not complaining because I'm getting a lot of work done here. <laughs> I've got like so much editing that I need to be doing or that I could get yeah. can get done and there's you know less distractions because there's less things going on or whatever and I can hunker down and get them do- get them done or whatever, but at the yeah. same time it you know it's just like oh man, I would just love so much to go for a rip or like go sit at Sucrums and have a beer and shoot the shit with yeah, exactly. you know but that's the way she goes it, it kind of nothing it kind of felt like like I, I didn't it didn't feel real or it didn't feel like it was anything to be too worried about until the Thursday when it, when the NHL shut down and at the office everybody was just like for two days it was all anybody was talking about and it was like you know and then you know the the thursday when the nhl shut down it was like okay well this is real and then on the friday they said if you know if you want to work from home then go for it so everybody pretty much was like sure and then uh and then they changed the policy to work from home (laughs) um you know and and it's just it's just surreal in a way but like as far as when the yeah the like i think maybe let ashl and whoever like they you know when the nhl shut down on thursday they probably should have been like oh yeah well sure but like at that point schools and everything were still yeah well they they made the announcement i think on the friday saying that schools would be canceled the following week which made no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that yeah, I, I remember. Was, I remember it was the Friday afternoon when I heard, there was the press conference on the radio saying classes will be canceled as of March twenty third, and it's then I was like, I was thinking, oh, like cool, like next, not cool, but like oh, like yeah. Monday. But it's like, wait a second, that's like that's a week away. So what about next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like why, why are we social distancing if kids are going to congregate in yeah and schools of thousand of people or yeah. whatever yeah yeah kind of wild but okay um, let, let's let's maybe get off the depressing track here and <laughs> and i'm gonna kind of take a take a uh you know i uh, some inspiration from the goal that you set for yourself for this crest of steel ashl season 
So how yeah. about let's let's do something here. Let's let's set some personal goals that we're going to accomplish um you know during during the the this social distancing or COVID-19 <laughs> whatever. I don't know, like maybe if if we need time to think about it and we can put it on the on the gram or something, but maybe yeah. that's what we should be doing. Maybe we'll uh honestly like I've I've been kind of working some uh <clears throat> social media connections to maybe we can get some more uh guests that are from you know other areas not not necessarily uh local but i've been working on some maybe uh some punk rock musicians that also play hockey that hopefully they could join us on on the podcast via skype or facetime um, yeah nice. also um <clears throat> we need to mention though uh that last episode that we recorded with Matt Nightingale, I think, was one of our best. Like, I've, yeah. I've that was an awesome episode. I've listened to that one a couple times, and you know, yeah, it it's all, it's kind of like you know the band that listens to their own songs or wears their own band shirt. But <laughs> I, I was digging that episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that one for sure. Uh, it's fun to talk hockey with Matt. I think he's pretty like-minded guy in, in terms of you know like how he thinks about the game and whatnot to you know so that, that was definitely fun I mean that's a good idea um make you know we'll branch out in that way um I uh I was just gonna say we should also give give your project a little shout out here um the passion project uh with the you did the like the the trailers are out, so the cat's out of the bag. But yeah, you got the Pavel Barber uh, episode. W won't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you got going on there? Well, yeah, I actually, it's it's kind of an idea that was was born out of um, burnout. Is kind of how I've been starting to present it. It's like I kind of got to a point professionally where I wasn't sure if I wanted to still make documentaries and th that kind of thing and yeah. i just was like well let's see if this is for real or not and i came up with the idea with with a buddy of mine who's from victoria my buddy james and we're like let's just start yeah. let's um focus on people that you know found their passion in life and and do kind of whatever it takes to uh to make that their day-to-day and so yeah. kind of building off that idea, we've, you know, you kind of just get on the email and, and send messages to people and, you know, you talk to your friends, like who's someone that you could think of that, you know, is doing something cool and all this kind of thing. And we are kind of <clears throat> half, halfway through, uh, booking the first block of shooting that we did out in Victoria. And then we also filmed with the former lead singer of the presidents of the United States of America down in Seattle there. And so yeah. when we were on that trip, I kind of was like, man, I watched Pavel Barber videos. Like for, I've been watching them for years. And this, <laughs> this guy is totally like living the dream. He basically just, you know, plays hockey every day and like, you know, does training sessions with like young kids and hockey camps and all this stuff. So I reached out to him on email and he got back to me that same day. And he's like, man, this idea sounds awesome. I'm totally in. 
I sent him a cut of one of my first episodes that I had put together. He's like, man, I totally get it. I love this thing. Let's do this. And so I was in Toronto in January and I spent a day with him there and then filmed, uh, filmed a bunch of stuff at an outdoor rink there and shot an interview. And then, um, I caught up with him again in Vancouver, I guess about a month ago. And we filmed some stuff at the Richmond ice plex, which is the similar kind of ice kind of four plex arena, like to what we kind of play at here in Winnipeg. And he was just going to stick and puck and he, you know, paid his seven bucks and went and just fired some pucks around. And I went out there and I was filming him and stuff. And, uh, I'm starting to put together like a, it'll probably be about a half an hour kind of short documentary about, uh, about what he's doing. But I also have, uh, you know, other people in my series are this woman named yeah. Aaron McLeod, who's a, the bronze medal, uh, Olympics, uh, won the bronze, bronze medal in the Olympics with Canada's women's, uh, national soccer team. Um, yeah. Chris Cresswell from the Flatliners. Uh, a few artists. I got uh, Andrew from Sucrums here in Winnipeg. He's kind of followed yeah. his passion. Um, <clears throat> got a few other Winnipeggers on the go that maybe once things ease up here, as far as uh, you know, being able to meet up with people in person. Hopefully, I can kind of work yeah, on those. But but for now, yeah. I've got all that stuff shot that I can start uh, editing more and getting it put together. My our first episode will be done probably this week and we'll probably premiere it uh we're looking into some uh options for premiering it on youtube uh okay i guess uh probably in one of the first two weeks of april but yeah pavel barber he's an awesome dude and hopefully he's uh, someone that could join us one day on the episode because one he's got tons of great stories and two he just loves to talk hockey yeah for sure no that that'd be uh that'd be ideal that'd be pretty great and um yeah no like congrats on that project because it's pretty freaking cool and um i've seen all the sort of preview uh trailers you've put out so far and yeah it looks great and and the music is that is that yours it is my music yeah and that's uh yeah it was like one of those things where i would never get green lit or approved to make music for a series that (laughs) <laughs> um, you know that I would get hired on, but how, 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 but, it's your own. <laughs> but how would you, you know, how would you go about do it, doing it? Well, make your own series and then you can yeah. green light it yourself. You know, it yeah, just, there you that, go. it's also like, you know, without getting too deep into my, you know, unsat or dissatisfaction with, uh, kind of the industry at times is you know they they tend to maybe uh focus too much on your resume or like i don't know it just yeah yeah it's kind of like yeah like things get like if the person can do it and they're like they're showing you know the that you know they're capable and you know they they're able and this and that um like give 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 the opportunity to someone like that instead of like oh here's someone that has done it for 35 years and they'll probably just mail it in on this thing like i don't know i just 
yeah, I've just seen way too many circumstances where people get opportunities based on um, the wrong reasons and it ends up backfiring because they're getting lazy and all this. Mm -hmm. And anyways, it's like I've always wanted to make a score for a film. So I was like, well, yeah, I'll just make my own film and I can score it. <laughs> and score that, yeah. Oh, and then they never know what can come of that. So that's pretty cool, though. No, and it looks and sounds great. So, listeners, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I shared on the uh, Talking Hockey podcast Instagram yesterday, I think it was. I shared uh, the Pavel Barber clip. So, follow Passion Project series and, you know, all that good stuff. So, right on. Yeah, no, that's good. Good shit, Randy. Good shit. Um, let's. Uh, do you want to take a break and come back with uh, maybe a vintage hockey hair player? Um, yeah, you know what? I got a local legend here, right out, right, ready to okay. go as well. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just wondering. So I was kind of looking at the league stats and stuff as of the uh, COVID uh, break, but um, local legend, and I don't know if this is who you've got selected, but Morgan Geeky. Oh yeah, I, he's not. But actually, he, okay. I, I did select him in season one. Oh, that's right, you did too. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a ripper of a start to the oh, career. Oh, I know. Hey? Yeah. Two, two games played for Carolina. He's got three goals and an assist. He's got uh, two points per game, highest in the league. And <laughs> and his brother is playing for the Winnipeg Ice, Connor Geeky. That's right too. Yeah, yeah the, the old Geeky family. Um, <laughs> What's his name there? Uh, Ken Reed on Sportsnet. He's a funny guy. He does like the the sports desk type show. Yeah. Um, he's from Nova Scotia, actually. Um, but he, uh, <laughs> when when uh, Morgan Geeky made his debut and was scoring a bunch of goals there, he was Ken Reed was loving it. I, I was he was a big fan of Morgan Geeky. He said he he, he said that's the best name in hockey right now. So, anyway. <laughs> Cool. So do yeah, you, do cool. you do you have a uh, you have a, a vintage hockey hair player? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got a guy in mind. So. Okay. So I guess we need to run some sort of bumper here. Okay. And then we'll get. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll, so we'll we'll take a break right here, and uh, we'll be yeah. right back with the vintage hockey hair player and local legend. We are back. Welcome back to Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, uh, season two, episode twenty, the Cody Eakin edition. Um, this is the second period. I'm co-host Tom. Co-host Randy's here with me. Yo yo. Well, he's in the he's in the bunker. I'm calling in from a separate bunker. We're uh, we're isolating. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say we're quarant quarantining. I haven't been out of the country i don't need to quarantine um but yeah i'm, I'm social distancing myself from everyone else so <laughs> as am I. I you know i as aside from 
you know, the odd trip to the grocery store or, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I went for a kind of a run yesterday. Um, yeah. you know, I've been trying to get my vitamin D if you will, but yeah, I guess sure. you're taking scoops for walks. Right? Yeah, we'll take the doggo for walks and stuff. And it's kind of funny too. Like there's like yesterday, there was so many people out and about walking in the neighborhood. Like we didn't go to a place. We just walked around the neighborhood and it was like, you had to like plan your move, you know, well in advance, whether you're going to cross the street or not. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty weird, but yeah. So, you know, we're trying to get some vitamin D. I was puttering around the backyard earlier too, so. But, uh, you know, it's in Winnipeg, it sucks because it's still cold right now. Like, it's still, like, outdoor rink weather, you know? Um, but that's not really happening, I guess, so. Well, I think pretty much uh, this will be the last week. It, yeah. got, it, it got pretty warm out there today. Yeah, yeah, it did. The sun I was did shining. see some videos and stuff of people that were hitting the ODR, and uh, I thought, oh, eh, that's cool. But also at the same time, I was like, that's not really social distancing, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Flatten the curve. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, period two here. I've got a, another beer. Nice. This one is a, uh, a previously featured uh, old style Pilsner. Um, but let's talk Vintage Hockey Hair Player of the Week. Nice. And uh, for the listeners who follow along on Instagram, they might already know who I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to talk about Stefan Richet. Um, he is, uh, you know, he's from Ripon, Quebec, which is a little town. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know exactly where that is, Ripon, Quebec. But um, he played famously, you know, for the Montreal Canadiens and also the New Jersey Devils. Um, he was... Uh, so the reason he sort of came to mind, he's kind of been, like, he just... He's been out there in the universe this this week for me. <laughs> okay, I just looked it up. Rapon, Quebec is kind of near Montebello where they have Rockfest. Wow. Maybe yeah, his so, band is playing uh, there this summer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But um, here's how Stefan came into my mind this week. Uh, early in the week, I was watching an episode of Seinfeld on TV, as I sometimes do. You know what episode it was? It was the one where Putty is the face painter, and he, you know, got to support the team and yeah. uh, go Devils and all that kind of stuff. And so Jerry and the gang get tickets to a Rangers-Devils playoff game. Um, they go to the game and have a great time, whatever. But then the the don't Harry doesn't give the thank you quick enough, and they don't get the tickets for the next game. Right. And so they're watching it on TV. And as they're watching it on TV, the announcer says, "You know, Stefan Richet for the Devil scores or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, Stefan Richet." So then it got me thinking, like, okay, Devils Rangers playoffs. Like, when was this or whatever? So kind of was looking it up and stuff. And uh, I think it might have been 92, um, possible, but but I'm not sure like when that episode aired. So it might have been more like 94, but it's hard to say, early 90s anyway. But um, 
And then, and then I watched, like I had mentioned earlier, the Calgary Montreal game from 1989. Right. Yeah. And Stefan Richet was playing for the Habs in that one. Um, and he would have been, oh, he would have been uh, close to a rookie. I think that was, yeah, that was his second. No, sorry, sorry. That's his fourth year in the league. Um, and uh, they they lost in game six of the cup final to Calgary, of course. <clears throat> so, Stefan, uh, I don't think he got a Stanley Cup. He went to New Jersey afterwards. And New Jersey won a few cups, but I'm not certain if he was on a cup winning team. Um, I would guess no. Like I don't, I like I don't remember him being part. Like I think he was before those Devils yeah. teams. Yeah. Well, wait. The Devils won in '95, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think he might have been on. Uh, on a devil. I think he has a cup with the devil. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Nope. Oh, geez. Okay. He's got two cups, Randy. I just read, I just checked in with our pals at Wikipedia. Oh, geez. He got a 1986 cup with Montreal when Montreal beat Calgary and he got a 95 cup. Well, there you uh, go. So there you go. He's a two, two time cup winner. But, um, anyway, so, it, it just it just been a lot of Stefan Richet this week for me, so I thought, how can I have a vintage hockey hair player of anyone other than Stefan? Well, he's he, got Hall of Fame hair. I don't know if you're oh, yeah. aware of Stefan's hair. <laughs> I, I bet you he's still else. rocking like, the same haircut. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. I would hope so. He um like he just famously had this like poofy mullet and then it would like it would really like feather out at the back and uh you know it it was something to behold for sure and i i remember as a kid like liking stefan richet number 44 yeah big guy slap shot fast skater but i remember the hair <laughs> it was like, like damn look at this guy just giving her <laughs> and you know he scored a lot of goals at he the did. time there like, um, he, did he have a few 50, yeah, his, 50 goal seasons or what? So his, yeah, he had for Montreal, he had two 50 goal seasons. He had, he had one season where he scored 50 and then another where he scored 51. And, uh, and then with New Jersey, he got in the high thirties and, and then he kind of had a bunch of 20 something goal seasons and, he was a, He ended up getting 421 goals in his career that spanned just over a thousand games. So not too shabby at all. Um, just shy of half a goal a game kind of thing. And uh, yeah, just just a, a real. Um, I don't know, like a real. Well, he, he was just, he was a pure, he was a pure winger, like a pure yeah. sniping. Yeah hockey hair wearing winger like mm-hmm. skate just skating up and down that one side probably didn't venture too far anywhere else and just stepped over no. that blue line and just teeter up and you know they well they would shoot from anywhere in those days that was one thing i really noticed when i was watching that um that that 1989 game 
like they would shoot it from outside the blue line. Oh yeah, they would just and, go for it. Like it just it was it was kind of just like yeah, I think in those days like it was literally shoot from anywhere and that's where those kind of things like you know a shot's never a bad idea and stuff kind of comes from like i think when you look now at hockey the shots are more selective right oh yeah like they they move it around a little bit a it's, couple it, passes it, before you take the shot but there's a lot more days, calculation like you know in the yeah. game here whereas back then it was just wide open yeah yeah totally it was walk over the blue line and take a shot like it was yeah it was uh it was a different era that's for sure so um but you know like that didn't make them any worse at hockey or whatever like i think people look at goalies in those days and kind of think like oh how anybody could have scored 50 but it was like you know teams were bigger tougher defense was you know, it was it was a different game, but yeah. it wasn't. If if was the goalie easier. if the goalies weren't as good, other parts of the game were different that uh yeah. would factor yeah. in to, to the goalies were still good. It was just that they were they just smaller different kinds of goals. Yeah. 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 So like Mike Vernon was Calgary's goalie and that guy wasn't a big guy. No. <laughs> but he, he would but make he was, big saves. Yeah, he was a good goalie. And this isn't Stefan Richet related, but in that game, Claude Lemieux played for Montreal. He just absolutely ran over Vernon, I think <laughs> twice. In that, that doesn't uh, surprise me. Game. Oh, I was like, what a dirty bastard. <laughs> well, oh, speaking man. of Lemieux, his son was suspended by the league like two days after they yeah. postponed the season or whatever. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. So, Stefan yeah. Riche, that's a great pick because I can just remember him from like my hockey sticker books, and like yeah. they would just have like it wasn't action shots in those sticker books. It was like <laughs> it was like the headshots, right? And like yeah, he's it was got the warm up shots. And stuff. Well, no, like it was yeah. like I remember the Jets. It's like they it's like they had the same background that we had for like school pictures or whatever. But um, you know, it's it was just like a studio shot. And I just remember Stefan Richet like having like the, the you know the hockey hair, but like he obviously went to the sink right before his picture and wet it down, and you know got got <laughs> <laughs> got it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm just reading. Um, so uh, just checking out Wikipedia here with our our guy Stefan. He was on uh, Battle of the Blades after he retired. Oh yeah, hockey. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So like his hair would translate to figure skating pretty good too. I'd say. For oh, sure. totally. But here's a here's a fun fact about the uh, fan. A couple of fun facts. He was the youngest player in Montreal Canadiens history to score 50 goals in a season. So that's pretty good. And, and um, you know what? That like just. Um... Just think about like the the Canadians now, like you know, obviously it's a different era, but like who would score yeah. fifty for the Canadians now? Like even if you yeah. think if if you think about the Canadians for the past little past while, they've never really oh, yeah. had a goal scorer like since maybe Pacioretty, and he like he was maybe a thirty goal scorer, but yeah, exactly. You know, like they just it's been a long time since Montreal has had like a pure sniper. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, they had, they had hopes with Galchenyuk when they drafted him and, you know, that didn't pan out. He had that one good season with 30 plus goals, but you know, (laughs) that didn't really kind of translate. So, but, um, one more Stefan Richet little fact here, and that is uh, so. So he was well documented, as we were kind of saying, to have that powerful slap shot. He, yeah. He just he was, you know, reputed league wide to have a real heavy clapper, and uh, so in one, I'll, I'll quote you this wiki quote here: in a well documented legend during one game, one pregame warm up session in New Jersey. Richet fired a slap shot at his own goalie, Martin Brodeur, which shattered the cup in Brodeur's jockstrap, leaving him bruised and nauseated. Nice. Brodeur had to leave the ice and change equipment moments before the game started. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, you know, took a clapper right at his own goalie's nerds. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think in warm-ups, I mean, I guess yeah, you can take slap shots and warm ups. I I rarely do, to be honest with you. Well, you don't really know where it's gonna go. Yeah, exactly. In warm ups, when I shoot at a goalie, I just go. I try and go five hole every single time, pretty much. I don't know why. That's just my thing, but you know. I I try um, and put one into the glove. You know, let let you know. Yeah. Make a make a make a glove save or two and feel the puck. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, nice. Stefan Richet, the uh, Vintage Hockey Hair Player of the Week this week. So I've already grammed uh, his hairdo, but I will uh, I'll, I'll do it again. Um, and maybe I'll post some of his stats and, and fables and legends with it and, and stuff. So who do, you, uh, who do you got for a local legend of the week this week, Randy? Well, the local legend, and maybe correct me if we've – covered this player before but to me it just seems like he's kind of been in the hockey news well he was when the season was still going but uh zach yes. <laughs> zach whitecloud for the uh vegas oh, golden yeah. knights yeah i don't think we talked about him. yeah I, don't, I didn't think so but he's uh yeah. born in brandon manitoba six foot two um 209 pounds plays defense as I mentioned, That's for a good the size for a defenseman right there for the Vegas Golden Knights, and again, yeah. here's this the Vegas team that is just you know swiping up all these Manitobans that they should be on the Jets, but you know, yeah. like you got uh, Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, is it Kelly McCrimmon? Is the guy there? That's right. Yeah. So it's like uh, Mark Stone. Um. Who who's the who's the kid well, from? Formerly Cody Eakin was one of them. Yeah, but who's the kid from? Uh, uh, oh, Glass. Gla- Cody Glass. Yeah. And uh, Zach, yeah. Zach Whitecloud. He just I know he's kind of been up and down this whole season, but yeah. uh, he ended up playing MJHL for Verdon. Um. He the Verdon Oil Kings is that what they're called? That's correct. Yeah. Nice. So he uh, and then he went to the 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 like the U.S. college hockey route. So he went to Bemidji State University, 
played there okay. for played there for a couple seasons, led the defenseman in scoring, and he I guess he was undrafted and he became uh I guess a free agent and the LA Kings invited him to their development camp in 27-2018 to our 2017-2018. Um I guess I guess he never made whatever. I guess he was just scouted, never made the team. Went back and played college hockey for one more season, and then that's when he was signed by the Golden Knights out of uh, out of, uh, so, out like of college. as a college free agent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so quickly aside here, a couple other Manitobans on the Vegas Golden Knights. You got Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's from uh, Winnipeg, and uh, you got. Uh, Guy named Keegan Colesar. Uh He's from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, as well. He's 22. And Cody Glass, yeah. So Cody Glass, Keegan Colesar, Zach Whitecloud, Ryan Reeves, Mark Stone, and Cody Eakin, except not anymore. But um, yeah, so they got all kinds of Tobins on the team over there. They like and, uh, their t- 204ers. Sorry, say it again. They like their two o four ers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so I've got I've got uh, Zach Whitecloud here on the on the hockey DB. So he ended up playing four seasons in the MGHL, Portage Terriers for one. He only played one game, and then Verdon Oil. Oh, he the Verdon Oil Capitals for three seasons. Um, didn't even really play. He played. uh, 57 games one year and he scored 10 points 59 games yeah. had 40 points went to Bemidji That's a full season, though. I think they only played 60 oh yeah yeah the, actually had a, MJ, I think he, it's a 60 game season he had 105 pims in one season that's pretty good so he went and yeah, played uh, it up in the corners he's got it he's playing D uh Bemidji <laughs> for two seasons he played one pro game with the Vegas Golden Knights in 2017-2018. Then he went to mm-hmm. the AHL for a season, a whole season, and played 74 games. Had 30 points in 74 games. And then in the 2019-2020 COVID-19 season, he pay, played uh, 35 games in the AHL and 16 games in the NHL. Yeah, he got his call-up kind of towards the uh, tail end of the season here. and I, I saw a couple of Vegas games where he was playing. I think I watched one. <clears throat> well, the Jets played against the Knights, and he was on the he was in the uh, lineup. And then I think I saw an Oilers game with him in the lineup uh, for Vegas. And yeah, he didn't look out of place. That's for sure. He looked he looked pretty decent back there. Well, and yeah, he's a big kid. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. just one, one last thing here. It's, uh, born in Brandon, Manitoba. He was raised in the Sioux Valley, Dakota nation, and he attended Vincent Massey high school in Brandon and he graduated in 2015. Okay. You exactly. said Massey high school. I was going to say like, I thought that was in uh, Fort Gary here, but I guess they there's got two. one over there. Yeah, there's, there. there's one in Brandon as well. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, look, looking um, looking at this Pro Tools session here that I have opened, it, it's now Season 2, Episode 20, but the session that I was using to make this episode today was Season 2, Episode 8, 
and currently loaded and I'm staring at it right here and we have to use it is the Sam Steele jingle that we had made. <laughs> so right. I think, so let's just roll the Sam yeah. Steele music. Yeah, we'll get a Sam Steele update. We'll kind of cap his season. And I so let's let's roll the jingle here, and then I think out of the Sam Steele, we should maybe do a quick Tanev time, and then okay. maybe we'll uh, roll some music. That sounds good to me. Okay, so we'll be right back after this break. I could sober up a drunk man from 50 meters just by showing him Sam Steele. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy and Tom have some no doubt wonderful news concerning Samuel Steele. Anaheim selects from the Regina Pats, Sam Steele. I'm made of the goddamn Rocky Mountains. All right, and that was our specially made Sam Steele bumper. Where did that come from again, yeah. Tommy? Uh, shout out to uh, my buddy Justin out on Vancouver Island there for making that one. Nice. Uh, I just checked in with him on COVID update, and he's, um, you know, still trucking, but uh, taking great care, and he was, he was um, – partially isolated at some very remote cabin in some place on Vancouver Island that he told me the name of. I couldn't even find it on a map, so there you go. Well, he must uh, be safe then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, uh, yeah, Sammy Steele, he, that's uh, the beautiful, unblemished Sam Steele from, uh, well, he's from Ardrosan, Alberta. I think it's basically Edmonton, Alberta or something. Um of course, though, he played his junior hockey with uh, the Regina Pats of the WHL. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where, that's where uh, uh, Justin, who is from Regina, would have, would have initially fallen in love and become smitten with Sammy Steele um, as a member of the Pats. Um, played on a not very good Pats team, but lit it up nonetheless. In, in his uh, draft season, Sam Steele had 131 points in 66 games. Wow. So, you know, it's not too shabby. No. So. The but, guy uh, knows how to score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So checking in with his pro numbers here. So he turned pro. He drafted by Anaheim, 30th overall. Um, and... Uh, so he's played a total of 87 games for Anaheim so far, uh, 65 of them coming this year. And he's, uh, you know, he was doing okay. He's playing a, just over 15 minutes a night, I think. I just kind of checked it out. On, I got the calculator out and was pressing a few buttons, and I figure he played about 15 and a half minutes a night um, for the Ducks. He's a center, so probably playing second, third line center, something like that. Anyway, he's got 22 points in 65 games this year. Six of those are goals. So his numbers aren't exactly uh, jumping off the page right yet. But um, his AHL numbers were really good. Last year he played in the AHL for 53 games, and he had 41 points. So he's, I think, you know, he's only uh, 22 years old yet. So he'll... We'll kind of figure it out, and I think he's a big part of the Ducks' future. So, oh, for sure, they've, Sam, they've got a lot of uh, 
yeah sorry about that yeah. they've got a they've no, got no. a they've got a lot of uh young talent up up and coming on the ducks and and uh, sam Steele could find himself in a in a maybe a, a top so, top six role of playing center there for for the ducks i think so i think in the next couple of years you'll see him as a guy who like maybe in two three years maybe even next year it's hard to say like he'll be one of these guys who really breaks out like they've got you know um just looking at the ducks roster here like they've stockpiled their younger talent they've got kind of like their core guys are now quote unquote over the hill if you will you know you know that said ryan getplatt's only 34 years old but you know he's got a lot of miles on his body (laughs) if you will and, yeah, uh, and isn't he from Regina as well? He is. Yeah, he's a Regina guy for sure. So, so maybe um, did Getzlaff? His brother played for the Riders. So. Did, did Getzlaff used to babysit Sam Steele, maybe or something, or no? <laughs> <laughs> when, Sam, when Sam was in junior, yeah, yeah. billet yeah. billet family, no. Yeah, so the, the Ducks are a team that's kind of interesting because. You know, they played some competitive hockey this year, but they didn't win a ton of games. But I think that they're trending in the right direction. Well, and they got John so, Gibson as their goalie. He's going to be... Yeah, he's a good goalie. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Gibson's only 26, apparently. So, yeah. you know, he's. I think that's as old as Halibut or so. I yeah, I think pretty much the same. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway good goalie and uh you know what they say you got a good goalie got a good team you do uh, i don't know if they say that but well whatever <laughs> i'm sure someone said that somewhere somebody out there said it so well they do say um show me a good coach and i'll show you a good goalie or something like that yeah that is that's the saying yeah. i'm looking for <laughs> okay. i stole that from darren drager <laughs> yeah. okay so, well, so drager probably just Stole it from uh, some coach he interviewed. You yeah. Know, so, so while we're on the the Sam Steele checkup, how about how about our our boy Brandon Tanev? It seems like it's been a long time since we've talked about him, and honestly, yeah. it, it feels like his time in Winnipeg was like eight years ago, even though it was just last it season. Does feel, <laughs> it does feel long ago. Hey, um, yeah, Tanev. Uh, his first season in Pittsburgh sort of has come to an end, I guess, probably. Well, we can't officially put an end to the Tanev time bet because we don't really know yet. Like the season could come back on, he could go on a quick little heater. He could go on a run. He could put, put a few pucks in, you know, put a few biscuits in the basket. So it's not over till it's over, but where is Brandon Tanev uh, at this, at this moment? I think he's going to make me $10 lighter in the, in the wallet, but he's, um, <laughs> he's got 11 goals, 14 assists, excuse me, for 25 points, uh, in 68 games. So, you know, those numbers are perfect for Brandon Tanev. That's right where you expect Brandon Tanev's numbers to be. Um, had he played, been able to play a full 80, he probably would have set a new career high. His career high was last season with the Jets when he had 29 points in 80 games. I have a feeling Brandon would have would have broke that this year, but we'll just never know. Um, 
and uh, he was playing his usual gentlemanly brand of hockey, which is to say he doesn't take a lot of penalties, but he's, you know, man, he's ferocious. So he hits a lot. Yeah, you would think he would take penalties, but, like, um, yeah, he's only got 16 pims this year. Wow. Which, that's, you know, eight minor penalties. How so, many how many goals you know, does he have this season? Eleven. And how many goals did he have last season? Fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess I just when I heard the news that he was going to Pittsburgh, I just envisioned I don't know why, but I thought that he would play right alongside Sidney Crosby or something. Well he <laughs> like, he did start the season with Malkin and Galchenyuk on a line Mm -hmm. and they were apparently Mm -hmm. just like tearing up preseason but preseason is preseason and Galchenyuk is now I think working at the Sobeys over on Grant or Taylor I mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's he's a bad boy at Sobeys now for sure but uh, I think Galchenyuk is in Minnesota Right, he got uh, yeah. he got turned around a few times there, um, yeah. but and then I know Tanev got to ride shotgun with Crosby there for a while, and it looked like he was gonna, you know, you you go on a line with Crosby, all you gotta do is keep your stick on the ice, and you're gonna get your twenty. Well, that's what I thought. You're gonna yeah. get yourself twenty goals by just going to the net, but yeah, um, that was my reasoning. But then I guess things shifted around. Obviously, the Penguins had a lot of injuries. Uh, but so then Ta- Tanev ended up on the on there like kind of grinder line with uh, Zach Aston Reese and I forget who the other guy was, but they basically mm. turned into like the the Lowry Cop Tanev line. Yeah, T- they were the TLC TLC line. Yeah, for, for over there was it Simon Dominic Simon? That's right. No, that's Simone. Yeah. yeah. That's that's who it was. was yeah. It? yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, yeah, that that was an effective. I mean, Pittsburgh was looking good this year. Like, I couldn't believe how many injuries they had. Like, Crosby played all of forty-one games this year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, And then (laughs) Gensel got hurt after thirty-nine. Yeah, yeah. He only played thirty-nine, and he was killing it at that point. He had had forty-three points, but well, even even. Even tagging back to our conversation earlier about like uh, storylines that will will remain unfinished, most likely, the Flyers yeah. were just on fire for a long time there. Yeah, and, that's right too. And it's like yeah. now it's it's over. Like, uh, like you know, huh. I was gearing up. I was gearing up for the Battle of Pennsylvania playoff series, Pittsburgh and Philly. Well, yeah, you would have like, had I, Philly versus I Pittsburgh were, maybe in round one over there, and you might have would have you, you might have had uh, Edmonton versus Calgary first round over in, in the West. Yeah, there was. I let me just bring up the st- the standings real quick, like to have a look and see. But yeah, I think in the East, it would have been. Well, the way the season is right now Philly 69 games 89 points Pittsburgh 69 games 86 points uh, and Philly was second Metro Pittsburgh third in the Metro so so they would have played the first they, round and Philly would have had home ice advantage yeah yeah 
what a first round that would have been. Yeah. Holy smokes. And and actually, <clears throat> Pittsburgh has was kind of cool heading down the stretch here. They had lost. They were like two and ten or something stupid like that. They like well, yeah. They lost a whole bunch of games in a row. Whereas Philly was the opposite. They were like super hot. So it would have been interesting, but we'll possibly never know. Um, and even if they do sort of resume all that mojo, all that. It's uh, gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. So um, well, who knows, right? The, yeah, maybe maybe a, a topic for next show because we're running out of time here. But if you think about all the moves that all those teams made, like Zucker going to uh, Pittsburgh, even yeah. even if it's like Cody Eakin and and Demello going to the Jets, all these moves yeah. made at the deadline, and it's like it, they're dead. Like, so then what? Like, um, yeah, exactly. Like you traded a draft pick for Dylan Demello, and you know, like you got all of you, yeah, you, games with them, and you didn't even get a full season and whatever. But yeah, just all these moves that just seem to be uh, unresolved or, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And, like, it just seemed like some, yeah, of, some be... of those teams, like even, what's his name, who went to the Islanders there from uh, uh, Peugeot. Peugeot. Yeah, like, yeah, like, if the season doesn't resolve itself, like, although he is signed for, he signed a six-year deal or whatever, but, That's um, right. you know, these teams that kind of geared up for the playoffs and, you know, here we are not even playing hockey. So maybe, yeah. maybe we can resolve, maybe uh, we can circle back to some deadline deals and see maybe. In... Yeah, it'd be an interesting topic to sort of look at in a little more depth, kind of some of those acquisitions, what's going to happen with those maybe. And if those I guys that, probably I... aren't going to sign back with that team or whatever, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, Let's leave the show here for now. We'll go out on a couple tunes. We'll come back for another show down the road, social isolation style or social distancing style or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we'll kind of circle back on some of these thoughts we have. But but tune-wise, what do we got for us, Randy? Uh, I, I know that you've got a little love affair going with the Hex doll. Oh, I do, man. This this yeah. Ramon style punk rock is is there's a soft, <laughs> there's a soft spot in my heart for this kind of music, and yeah. uh, I found this song. It's called J S Jaguer is a robot, and J S Jaguer is one of the few players, goalies included, that has won the Conn Smythe for the losing team in the Stanley Cup Finals. Funny story. Yeah. There's actually a song about Reggie Leach by the Weaker Thans. So, here's the Hextall's version of right. J.S. Shiger, uh, or you... a, a song for J.S. Shiger for uh, yeah. f- for the, on our way out here. And what's the song that you have? Uh, the song I was going to pick, before I tell you, though, I wanted to mention, I just want to give the Halifax Mooseheads a shout-out because J.S. Shiger was, of course, a Halifax Moosehead. Um, that was kind of right when the Moose, when Halifax got their QMJHL team and, and Jaguar was sort of the first, him and Alex Tangay were the first two like stars of the Mooseheads. Nice. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, the song I was going to pick is, uh, it's, a, it's a song called Good Winter 
by Ra-Ra, and it's kind of fitting in a couple of ways. So Ra-Ra is a band from Regina, Saskatchewan, keeping with our Regina theme right now, I guess. Um, but but Good Winter, it's kind of, it's a, it's a it, you know, there's a, a line in it that's very, like, hockey-related. And other than that, the song's not really hockey-related. But, like, you know, you'll know the song, you'll know the line when you hear it. It's about uh, Guy Lafleur and Marc Messier and taking clappers, ripping them top cheddar or something. So, um, but but it's kind of now that we're heading into spring. I think you can look back on it and say, yeah, that was a pretty good winter. You know, um, we had some fun. You know, there were some some lessons learned along the way. Uh, <laughs> like a, a little bit of reflection you know but it was um i think it, overall it was a good winter and i'm looking forward to spring that's for sure uh and this this song kind of encapsulates all that so that's that's the song i'm gonna pick nice okay so i'll queue up uh j.s jaguar is a robot first and then we'll close right. close the show with your pick and uh yeah i guess we'll we'll come back again at you guys here in the next little while social distancing style maybe until yeah. until further notice but uh it, yeah. seemed, it seemed to work yeah yeah and uh yeah listeners uh, stay safe and healthy and uh you know uh, just keep your stick on the ice as it were keep your proverbial stick on the proverbial ice <laughs> yeah that's uh that's all i gotta say <laughs> right on here here's the tunes